Welcome to the Draft Takeover Podcast. On this player interview, I sit down with six foot one, 233-pound middle linebacker out of Appalachian State. He was one of the team's captains and leaders on the defense, and it showed. And I had a blast watching him throughout the Senior Bowl and an even better time sitting down with him today. And that is one of my favorite linebackers, DeMarco Jackson. And as always, guys, subscribe to the Takeover Sports channel because we are filling y'all in with all of your sports needs, whether it is college football, college basketball, NBA, MLB, you name it. Head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe while you're here, like and comment, and follow DeMarco Jackson on his journey to the NFL. Hope y'all enjoy. Now, Roger Goodell, the commissioner at the podium. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second. Quarterback. Oh. San Diego Chargers select Eli Manning, quarterback, Mississippi. Ozzie Newsom, even though this is his last draft, he's trying to get ahead of the curve, something he's done throughout his career. My family was there. We were all excited. And thank God I got, I got picked here. This episode of the Draft Takeover Podcast is brought to you by the one and only Prize Picks, which is the easiest way to play daily fantasy on all of your favorite sports, whether it is NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, NHL, MMA, and more, you name it. All you have to do is pick two to five players and an over or under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is literally just you versus the projected numbers. All of our users that use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. So guys, head over to Prize Picks. Use promo code TAKEOVER to get that 100% deposit match. That is Prize Picks, your daily fantasy needs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Josh Taylor. And joining me this afternoon is one of my favorite linebackers in the draft. Had the pleasure of watching uh, DeMarco during the Senior Bowl. Learned a lot about him, actually, uh, during the game. He didn't know this, but I was on the field listening to him, being a vocal leader, moving guys around. Uh, But like I said, I have uh, App State linebacker DeMarco Jackson. Excited to sit down and talk to him about his game and how it translates to the NFL. How you doing, DeMarco? We just, you know, we talked about it. You got a lot going on. Everything's coming at you fast. You kind of just taking it all in or how's everything going? I mean, really just trying to take it all in. Um, Not trying to overthink things, put pressure into like the draft as much. Just trying to make sure like I'm ready when mini camp comes around, training camp comes around. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not much of an off season right now, especially with the combine, you know, senior bowl, yeah. pro day coming up. It's your body's got to be ready to go at all times. Uh, so before we talk about, you know, the football stuff, how did you really commit to App State? What was that process like? You know, you were four, you were there for four years, something that doesn't happen much right now with the transfer portal and everything going on. Uh, but what led you to, to App State and what's that culture really like right now? I mean, what led me to App State was really just they the ones who stuck with me through um, I had an injury in high school, ACL, so they're the ones that just pretty much stuck with me. And I felt pretty comfortable with Coach Jones, Nate Woody, Coach Brown, like the coaches that was there. So I just felt like it was a great fit for me. But, I mean, the culture there is really just built off of just working always, man, just keeping that chip on your shoulder and just making sure, like, you're always trying to get better, create an edge, you know what I mean? Like, create, like, set a new standard, set a new records always. Yeah, like I said, I've you know when you think of App State, you remember the game back in Michigan a long time ago. I mean, when I was younger, that was the one thing that stood out. But right now, you know, they're putting out big guys in the league. Uh, Keem uh, gave 
uh, Davis Gaither, another linebacker. He's with the Bengals right now, just at the senior bowl. I'm sure y'all had a close connection. Um, but if you think about some of the games, like I went to coastal Carolina it was one of those hostile games. What was that like? Y'all were seven and zero at home this season. Didn't lose. What's that environment really like there at App State? Beautiful Boone, North Carolina, by the way. I love it there. Yeah. I mean, it really was just, we just got a lot of great supporters um, at App State. Like they just always make the time to, hold on one second, to make the time to make it to all our games. Like no matter if it's a weekday game or a week, like a Wednesday, like weekday or like a weekend game, they always make it up there. And with, like, I mean, this season, I feel like we set a record on our, on our fans attendance. And it was like, I want to say we sold out pretty much every game. So it's just a huge, I just feel like the culture is just everybody buys in, you know. I about to say, I, I was a little salty about that game. Like I said, I'm a Sean Clear. They were like, what, four, they were number 14 in the, uh, in the yeah. uh, nation, I think at the time, undefeated. I know it got a little chippy afterwards. You know, Bryce was on Instagram talking to Teddy Gallagher. I was one of my guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but you've seen, like I said, App State's gotten some guys from the transfer portal. You know, Bryce is one of them as your quarterback. What do you think of the portal right now with so much movement? I mean, it's like a free agency period is what, you know, people are saying for college football. What's your thoughts on it? As you know, as I said, like you're a guy that was there for four years. You didn't think about leaving. I'm guessing you were bought into the program. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Or is it kind of just like a situational thing? I mean, everything has its pros and its cons. Like its pros and its cons. But I feel like I look at the transport portal as a way to get somebody an opportunity, like somebody that may be on a crunch line with eligibility just to come in and not have to go through all the guidelines. You know what I mean? So, like Chase, like he came in and he helped us out a lot. Oh, and yeah. he, he was like just a, a good person to have in your locker room, you know, a leader. Yeah, it's good getting those vet guys. I mean, like I said, the, every team, it seems like right now, looks completely different. Um, but in 2021, you were the Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year, you know, a huge accolade there. But even more so, you were a team captain. You know, like I said, you've been there so long. People buy into you as a leader. What did that mean to you, being a captain on that team? I mean, really, I just took great pride in it. I'm glad my teammates wanted me, felt that I was in the position for it. And pretty much, I just took it with honor, making sure – I'm just home, like making sure I'm doing everything at the end of the day to put us in the best position to win. Just being a leader, like if taking the time to talk with guys on the team, doing mental check-ins and things like that, it was just it was a great honor, though. Yeah, it's something that not not everybody gets to. So being a captain like that it just speaks a lot. I feel like one thing that gets overlooked in this whole process is the interviews, and I'm you know we'll talk about you know all the interviews you do at the Senior Bowl, Combine, and stuff like that. But I think that's something that stands out to coaches. You know how highly people think of you as a captain because you know there's captains in the NFL too. They're representing the team. So you being a captain, I feel like it's a huge thing um, that you know scouts and teams are going to look at and be like, hey. He meant a lot to this team for them to be able to say he's a captain. Um, for 2021, your stats, though, 19 tackles for loss, which is actually fourth most in FBS last year. Don't know if you mm -hmm. know that. 2021 is, I would say, your best year. Was there something that built up to it that was different? I mean, I know COVID, you know, the year before, kind of got a lot of people off. But did you just feel like you kind of took this next step in 21, like as that leader, as a football player, just being in your experience? And what was different for you in 21? I mean, I wouldn't say anything was different. I just – I feel like I just honed in on my skills more as I can, like making – like on the offseason, just doing a ton of, like, work, working with different people, you know, traveling a little bit to get more um, professional help and things like that. So I feel like that really paid off. But then it's just – I don't know, man. It's just like my 
maturity, I guess. Like, I just became more of a student to the game, like understanding, just understanding foot, like raising my football IQ. It really helped me out a lot. Yeah, especially as a middle linebacker, that's one of the most important things, IQ, instinct, knowing when to go, knowing when to stay your spot. Um, you were actually the only FBS player with 200 tackles and 25 tackles for loss in the 2020 and 2021 season combined. So your stats show up on tape. You put up big numbers at the combine. Um, but y'all finished, like I said, 10 and 4 in the 2021 season. Obviously, didn't come out what it, you know, how you wanted to, but you know, close games against tough teams, Miami and stuff like that. App State's playing, I think, North Carolina, Texas A&M next year. So it seems like y'all's schedule's getting better every single year. Yeah. Do you think, like, being in the Sun Belt, there's more, like, of a chip of your shoulder? Like, you're not the Ohio State. You're not the Oklahoma, stuff like that. Do you think it puts any kind of chip on your shoulder? Like, hey, we're as good as some of these other teams in the FBS? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, always, I came into App State with a chip on my shoulder. I mean, people just sometimes, like, just look at just look at you as like a lesser of an opponent, like less of an opponent because of your or your smaller D one school. So I mean, I always just go out and just play my game. Like I don't look at it that way. Like we the same person. Like it don't matter who we're playing. Like I'm just I'm gonna give you the same same energy, same same passion and everything. Absolutely, and I'll have to show this tape. But like I said, as much as this one hurts. This one here uh, was against Coastal Carolina, talking about your game and your football IQ. This is one of the more popular tapes that I've seen pop up on Twitter. Um, and it's covering one of the best tight ends in the draft, Isaiah Likely. Um, so just talk us through a little bit because, honestly, with defenses in the NFL right now, like right now, it's, it's a lot of two linebackers on the field, which is a huge disadvantage for linebackers, honestly, because you've got three corners or you've got three safeties on the field. So one of the more important things right now is being able to cover as a linebacker. You see a lot of guys that can blitz, they can tackle, they can run stop, but not everybody can run in coverage, especially with an athletic guy like Isaiah Likely, who's a tight end. So what's the one thing, I know you said in 2021, like your football IQ and everything improved, but as a coverage linebacker, what did you really learn um, throughout your career at App State to really help you, you know, I mean, like, like right here, for instance, being able to run in stride with him, being able to recover, even if you get beat by a quicker guy, just walk us through your mindset, like when to go, when to stop, when to be able to read, uh, play recognition and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like pretty much right here in this play, they this wasn't the first time they was trying to run this play. This was like the second time. And like I seen, they seen me in that, they seen the matchup and they tried to go back to it later on. And, like, I just knew he was just a route I knew he was trying to get across to the other half. So, I just pretty much baited him as soon as I seen that. I just – like, you see, I, I was just playing him, playing it, and just trying to under, undercut it. Yeah, and it, most most linebackers, if you don't have that speed that you have, are getting beat right here. And everyone knows Isaiah Likely is a vertical guy. He can run routes for a you know, tight end. He's not your typical inline guy who's just going to block you. Um, so like you said, being able to bait the throw and then to be able to recover. I think that's the biggest parts getting to the ball past deflection. You had plenty of those in your career. I think that's what really separates linebackers in the draft. Like, can you cover? Because if you can't cover George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, some of these guys in the league, you're not going to have a long career. So do you think that really separates you from some of these other guys in the draft is your coverage ability or, you know, you, there's some good linebackers out here, but I, I would say, honestly, well balanced you're one of the top ones in linebacker in the nfl draft would you agree yeah i definitely agree i just feel like really a lot of my like plays and a lot of my stuff like what really took me off the charts i feel like it's just my my player like game speed and um instincts when the two are combined 
All right, because I have another one. This one impressed the heck out of me. Uh, it's a it's a impressive run stop here. Now, first off, fifty two is probably the hardest jersey number for a linebacker. I have to ask you, is that like Ray Lewis, or where did you get that from? I mean, yeah, Ray Lewis is always a person I watched growing up, but it was just really just a number they threw at me, and like I just embraced the number. Because, like, honestly, every time I play, like, NCAA back in the day, like, create a player, I was a linebacker, and it was always 52. Like, to me, yeah. that's just one of the cleanest jerseys. Now, you see here, uh, the tackle swings, it's a run. Now, my question for you is, obviously, you know, you have to worry about following the play of where the run the running back is going, but then you also have to worry about the blocker. And you actually do a really good job here of kind of pushing him out of the way, kind of like you see with wide receivers pushing DBs out of the way. You kind of push the tackle out of the way and kind of cut back and get to the running back. So what goes through your mind here of when you're reacting, knowing when that twitch kicks in of when to just jump and cut to the running back? Like what's going through your mind on this play? I mean, it's really just like a, like a split second um, decision. Um, I just keep my eyes on that running back, seeing when he was going to try to cut me. And I just use his momentum against him. And as soon as, like, as soon as I see, like I made it all up for him. As soon as I see he cut up, I cut up. He just ran into a wall. You kind of bait him into that once again. <laughs> yeah. As, I mean, you're a thumper as a, as a hitter, too. That's something I don't want to get baited into. Um, so I have to talk about the Senior Bowl. You know, for me, as just a playing guy covering it, it's one of my favorite events of the year. What was that like going, getting coached up by some of these pro guys? I mean, this might be one of your teams of the future. Were you on the Jets or read the, the Lions? I couldn't remember. Oh, man, I was the Lions. Lions. So, like, like I said, you could be a Lion one day. What was that like? just interacting with those coaches, getting coached up by them, and then also looking around and being like, holy smokes, the best talent in the country is around me right now, and I'm one of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just my mindset. I really didn't think of it like, oh, it's not one of these guys. I was just thinking like, damn, I'm just – I'm blessed to be here. I mean, I'm yeah. blessed to be getting coached by these coaches. And be around these guys, it was just more just like I looked at it as an opportunity and blessing. But – I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty like cool moment. I mean, just being in the meeting rooms with like the position coach, um, getting to know them personally on the scale, like how they break down film for their team, like, and I mean, just learning their defense, the defense they wanted us to put in, like learning their code words and stuff like that. So, I mean, I just it was just like a like you can tell it's like a step up from college to NFL, but it was pretty like it was an awesome moment though. It was it like a hey, this is like I'm here, like I'm. I'm right at that ledge of being into the league. Um, and there was that, there was one point in the game, you actually had five straight stops. Um, and it was funny because the announcer kept getting the name wrong, but I was like, nah, that's DeMarco Jackson literally on every single play. Um, yeah. Like I said, being one of those guys, you don't know this, but like, I remember there was one time, I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, they were heading and like your y'all's back were in the end zone. And it was like you uh, Clark. And I want to say um, Chad Muma. But you were the middle linebacker, and you just did a good job of, like, you were, like, directing traffic, telling guys where to go. You know, I think you moved Clark over a little bit, like, hey, you know, fill this gap in right here. Was that just, like, a natural instinct for you? I mean, you just met these guys, and, you know, you're like, hey, you know, hopefully they respect me. You know, I'm, I'm one of their new teammates. I'm not someone that they really know 100%. But how comfortable were you just kind of directing these guys and being vocal with the defense, putting guys in the right place to succeed? I mean, this is a something I learned in I like and learned in college pretty much is taking charge of the like taking charge of your huddle, like setting the tone. But I mean, it was just really just understanding what 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 you could get, understanding what plays you can get out of what formations, and just understanding like our alignments based off of um, the situation formations that we 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 got, 
And sometimes, you know, somebody might have just misheard it or I made a made a mistake, but just helping them out, repeating it and just moving D Lyman over, just telling him like making sure we're all on the same page. First off, shout out South Carolina. I'm from Greenville. I know you're from Spartanburg. You're over from where like Zion's from. That's why I love John Morant. He represents South Carolina well. Had to put that in there. Um, but was there one guy at the senior bowl that really kind of upped your level, kind of made you like kick in that extra competition, or even someone that you learned a lot from that you kind of hung around with on defense that you're like, hey, like this is one of these guys that was just infectious. Cause like I know Perry on Winfrey, he was getting me hyped up during the game. He was yelling after every single play. Those are just like one guy that kind of, you know, got to you in a good way or a bad way at the senior bowl. No, I mean, one guy said good, only good ways, I feel like. But I mean, the D line, I feel like all those guys up front was just like juiced up with a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> fun playing with them, you know what I mean? Like I said, Winfrey was wild. And it, to me, like, that was the best, like, edge rush group. I've ever seen. I mean, Akite, Majai Sanders was going wild after every play. Guys are yelling. Like I said, I was right there on the sideline. There was a couple times, like that Sam Howell run, I almost got hit. I was like, these dudes are quick and they're fast and they're just in your face every single play. Um, So after the Senior Bowl, you go to the Combine. Once again, you're surrounded by some of the best guys. We talked about your numbers, um, what you have come up with Pro Day and stuff like that. But you ran a 4-5-5-40. You said you're not going to run. At your pro day, don't blame you. Five, so even more impressive. Uh, but like I said, you have your pro day coming up. Are you training right now in North Carolina? I know you said you know you've been getting you know a lot of professional reps with like some other coaches and stuff like that. Are you still in North Carolina, or even training at? I've been training this whole time back in Tampa, but I'm in North Carolina right now. Okay, um, just for pro day. House athletes with Yo Murphy. Oh yeah, I heard of them a bunch. Is there anything in particular that you've been working on, like that you want to get better at, or is it just more of you know? being ready like football shape at all times really like going into mini rookie camp i just want to make sure that i'm ready you know what i mean just like in shape making sure i'm busting back and forth because you know you don't know what a lot of your reps going to come from it could be special teams so just making sure i'm in the best shape and that's not something that's holding me back i about to say speaking of special teams you had what 630 special team reps is that something you take a lot of pride in i mean i'm an alabama fan so like seeing jameson williams as a garner on special teams just blew my mind being a captain, starting inside linebacker, getting that many special teams reps, is that something that, you know, you take pride in as well? Yeah, man. Special teams is like a huge part of the game for me. I mean, I feel like field position and things like that really just it sets up their whole drive of what you can get. But then it's just – I just feel like you just set the tone, like, right away, just, like, get juiced up. It's like go down there and just smack somebody and go back on defense and get, like, just get the energy going. It reminds me of like when uh, Ruben Foster, I'm sure you've seen this, against LSU, Leonard Fournette running down the kickoff, getting ready to go to overtime. He just obliterates him on the kickoff return. You're like, all right, we're headed to overtime. Like all the momentum is there. I love special teams. Like I, I was like, please don't get rid of kickoffs and stuff like that. I get it. Safety and stuff like that. But still like just that collision. I mean, same with Matt Wilson, just being able to hit a guy like that on special teams. It sets a tone. People get hyped yeah. up. I'm all for it. Um, so like I said, you have your pro day. It's in two days, right? Yeah. All right. So you're going to be killing that this week. So to round things out, I got a couple quick questions for you. Just kind of like some, cause I know in these interviews they are asking you some weird questions, just quick hit things. I had a couple players tell me some of the questions it was kind of like far out, like weird stuff. Uh, but if you could listen to one artist, only one artist for the first season in the NFL coming up, who would it be? Um, one artist. Who's going to get you the most hype for the games? A little dirt. 
Little Dirk. All right, that's an easy one. I actually met him like a long time ago here. I'm in oh. uh, I'm in Virginia, and there's a yeah. shoe place that was in Richmond. He was there, and I just happened to go in the day he was there. I actually got a signed picture somewhere over there. Um, but I agree with you. I'm Little Dirk, Little Uzi's like my top two, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, if you could play one more team, if App State was like, hey, we got a chance to play one more team, run it back with somebody, whether it's a rival, a close loss, one that just stuck with you, maybe you just want to beat up Coastal one more time. Who would that team be? I mean, Lafayette, you know, they beat us in that championship game. Yeah. So that was just. They got y'all twice last year, right? Huh? They got y'all twice, two times last year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was a bad way to end. I hate that. Yeah. Nah, I love That's you. One you one I can, which I can no. get back. Billy Napier, running back. Come on back from Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get one more game in you. Uh, if you could start your football career off, this one's kind of a trick one because I know you used to play another position. If you could start your football career over, with any position, not linebacker. So you're just like create a character, but it's you. What would it be? And is it running back? Yeah, definitely. Is it? Because I know like you used to play running back in high school, right? Yeah, I played running back in high school. I just, that was just a fun position to play. I mean, you know Abram Smith out of Baylor, right? He was a linebacker transitioning to running back. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of dangerous. Imagine if Ray Lewis started running the ball <laughs> back yeah, in the I, know, I said the same thing. <laughs> They, you didn't. You didn't ever tell coach to get you some running plays in at App State. Nah, not really, man. I don't think they never trusted me with the ball. Hey, it's all right. I mean, we had Dron Payne running some routes at Alabama. That one game against Clemson. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> you no, had to receive a touchdown. One run play or something. And the last one. What is your dream life after football? I know you're you're smart off the field. You're you know doing big things with college. What's your dream like after football? After football. So you, you get your gold jacket, you got, you know, your head's right there next to Ray Lewis. You got your gold jacket. I said, you're good to go. You're retired from football. What's it like? Honestly, man, I might just start coaching. Like doing something with youth, doing something with coaching, um, something in that own area, probably just doing something with business. I got a business degree. But, I mean, sometimes I think about coaching and just – because I just love the game of football. Love to be a coach. Don't want to leave it. Don't want to leave it if I don't have to, you know. Absolutely. So start your own sports marketing company, coach on the side, represent players and coach them up at the same time. I think you'd kill it, DeMarco. Uh, I've had a pleasure talking to you. Like I said, I'm looking forward. I'm definitely going to pay attention to Pro Day, see what new numbers you have coming up. So far, right now, your uh, RAS score, your uh, athletic score right now, I'm sure y'all have seen like Math Bomb on Twitter. He puts together a huge grade here. I'm not worried about that red with your height and your weight because you hit yeah. harder than some of the bigger guys. But those greens right there, the 455, 2.65 splits, 33-inch uh, vertical, which you said you're already going to try to improve that even more. You got a phenomenal broad jump. So you're putting together a great athletic profile. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter to uh, keep up with your journey as you go to the league. Oh, man, DeMarco Jackson 20 on Twitter, DeMarco Jackson 1 on Instagram.